0: Welcome to today's episode of Not Quite So Daily Musings, but I'm not sure what the frequency is going to be yet at this point, so I haven't actually changed the title of these episodes. I wanted to share something that's been on my mind for a couple days, and it's the idea of of suffering. So, nice light topic today, but I think it's, it's important, at least it's important to me. So, when I was younger, I used to be one of those people, this is totally fine. I'm not about to make judgments. But I was one of those people who didn't uh, participate in the news at all. So I didn't read the news. It was too negative. Um, I didn't want to bring down my vibe. Um, I'm a pretty sensitive person. So, you know, it can wreck my day to read about the horrible crimes that people are committing all across the world and not even just crimes, but natural disasters and all things like this too. So I felt that by, um, by consuming news which is largely negative, almost always, right? Um, it was going to surround me with negativity. And it was going to make my energy like heavier and weightier, where I wanted to be this sort of light and buoyant, uh, joyful person. Uh, this, you know, I'm an optimist by nature. And I wanted to kind of, you know, experience that energy level and not be burdened by the, the heaviness of the news. And there is, so I moved away from that a little bit. But I think that there's this distinction between that sort of um, like the nightly news, the, you know, what's the the murder of the day or whatever it is versus um, maybe like, so that's more of like the spectacle type news versus um, important. I don't want to say that's not important because it totally is. It's important to the people who have suffered these scenarios. If there's you know, been a local murder or a local robbery, there's very real people who are impacted by that. And it's, you know, perhaps worth knowing about just for that reason. But if I'm to strike a balance with my sensitivity level to news, then I think it's more worthwhile to find high quality news in targeted doses. So not like, you know, immersing myself in it 24 seven, but maybe, you know, a few hours a week or, or something like that. So that I'm making sure that the news that I am engaging with is news that, uh, perhaps has like a wider relevance to me. And even if it's negative, which it often is, it feels a little bit more, um, it doesn't, it doesn't pull me with despair. But the thing I wanted to, to really talk about, that was sort of the preamble is it seems pretty important to not look away from suffering because it makes you uncomfortable or because it, it can feel negative and you just want to, you know, be surrounded by positivity. I, again, I get that because I've, done that for a big chunk of my life the the thing about it though is that if you uh i want to i want to bring it to a, a statistic that i read and please someone validated or not so take it with a grain of salt but the war on cancer did a study on um how frequently cancer patients get ghosted by friends or family members and it was something like 65 percent of people who had a cancer diagnosis experienced some degree of ghosting from um loved ones. And this is a, like a hugely variable statistic. So it could be, you know, one casual friend to stop talking to them to um, a spouse who uh, separates from them or or things like that. This is a, I've read a lot of anecdotes on this as well. And apparently this is, you know, not having experienced cancer myself, or um, I've experienced it kind of peripherally in my family. Uh, It's not something that I have that firsthand experience with, but apparently it's a pretty common experience for Um, particularly for husbands to leave wives who have a cancer diagnosis. I think with a lot of families, it sort of shifts the caregiving status quo where a lot of times women tend to play the role, at least in, uh, especially more traditional marriages, Um, especially older marriages as well, where, you know, they're doing a lion's share of the cooking and, and tending to the people and the things in the household. So when, um, when a wife in a traditional arrangement gets sick and is unable to do these things, then the, you know, stereotypical husband is in this caregiver role, which he doesn't like, doesn't want, never had. And this can often create a lot of conflict can result in divorce and separation at a rate that's far above and beyond what I would have imagined because it just seems incredibly cruel, right? From an outsider's perspective, how could you leave your spouse who's undergoing uh, such a, Um, scary experience. How could you stop talking to your friends because they're going through this and they need you? Uh, So it's very easy to judge from the outside this experience, but given how prevalent it is, it seems that I think us humans in general just are really uncomfortable with death, and we're really uncomfortable with suffering for a variety of reasons we don't like looking at suffering we don't like feeling negativity we don't like feeling uncomfortable that uh, that kind of awkward feeling inside when we can't say anything or do anything to make something better for someone uh, when maybe we're expected to share the burden a little bit if it's someone that we care about maybe we feel the weight of responsibility like all of a sudden we have to participate more in the relationship we have to you know do more chores or help them out, or, or maybe there's the idea that this expectation could exist. There's a lot of reasons why I think uh, I think people who not just people who experience cancer but people who are suffering um, get get this experience, this really terrible experience of, of people pulling away from them and just to share my own kind of experience with this as well, I lost a um, i mean I've talked about this a little bit on the channel before, but I lost a baby when I was Uh, 23. So I had a stillborn child, and it was, you know, really awful, of course. It was horrifying. And what I found really interesting was how no one wanted... I shouldn't say no one, but most people did not want to talk about it with me at all. Anytime it came up, there was a sort of, like, deer-in-the-headlights look. uh, Like, this is... It made them uncomfortable, I think, to think that I would be, like, am I going to start crying or something? Uh, I think it's, it's... People... I think mean well, but maybe you're afraid of of hurting the person who's suffering. So as someone who's suffering, whether it's from a cancer diagnosis or other health issue or other um, tragedy that's occurred in your life, I think other people are afraid of causing you discomfort. But the thing that I would encourage you guys to do if you are in the position of supporting anyone who's going through a really difficult time I don't want to say this is going to be universally true this this is my experience is it really helps to talk about it and I really really appreciated the people in my life who looked me in the eye and uh, just asked me how I was doing and weren't afraid to confront the elephant in the room as opposed to dancing around it and trying to distract me and trying to um, just just think about nice things instead If you're suffering, that's all you're experiencing, like all day long, every day, all night. Um, Of course, you're going to want to, again, not universal, but of course I was going to want to talk about it. And I felt like uh, basically just a a deep sense of loneliness that so few people in my life seem to want to uh, go through that with me. I do remember specifically my doctor acknowledging it, looking me right in the eye and saying, "Um, this must be a nightmare for you right now. It's like, yeah, that's all I want. I want someone to say that. I want someone to acknowledge that I'm suffering. I want someone to look me in the eye and see my suffering. And uh, it it just makes it feel a little bit less lonely. And I remember, you know, my my mother and grandmother also. um, My grandmother's experienced loss as well. So I think that she can... Understand suffering on that sort of personal level. So this is turning into a little bit of a, a long conversation, but circling down back around to the news, what I was sharing about with avoiding the news I think that there's virtue in looking suffering in the eye and not turning away from it. There's all kinds of just horrible things that happen in the world all the time. This is a basically part of being human, as long as there's been humans. There's been, like, murder and war and famine and pain and suffering. It's like a a Buddhist tenet, right? Like, all life is suffering. So to turn away from it, on the one hand, you're also turning away from a part of what it means to be human. It's almost like you fracture your experience of being a human because you're not acknowledging uh, something. It's, It's sort of like avoiding death as well because death is such a fundamental aspect of being a human. And it's such a, a terrifying prospect, I think, to a lot of people to, to actually stare death in the face, whatever that means, um, whether it's someone who's dying uh, or whether it's your own thoughts late at night, whatever it happens to be that you're trying to shut off. Uh, but to, to look it in the eye and see it for what it is, because there's a sort of allows you to just be a little bit more human, a little bit more yourself and a little bit more whole. Not to mention that with... All of the suffering there is in the world if you are to look at it and not flinch away from it um, what that might mean to the person on the other end of that suffering to see someone else's suffering and to feel it and to be brave enough to accept that there's gonna be pain and, and you know looking suffering in the face is going to feel painful to you as well it's the condition of having empathy empathy isn't just sharing joy It's also sharing pain, but that pain is okay in the sense that that pain is just a core part of being a human being. And by feeling the pain of other people's suffering, it also allows us to be propelled towards some kind of action to do something about it. However small, I'm not saying we all need to quit our jobs and, and go try to save the world, but certainly it can make us more compassionate by at the very least, not flinching away from other people's suffering. It's, it's, it's the very least we could do. I know that someone who's starving, there's millions of people who are starving right now. It means nothing to them that some random white girl in Canada is feeling bad about that. It does not help at all. I totally accept that. So I don't want to try to make it seem like, uh, you know, this is a, you know, virtue signaling or whatever you would call that. But it's, By doing that, I think it it takes a type of courage and it creates a type of wholeness which leads the way to more compassion, which could then lead the way to future action. Or at least to um, maybe slightly orienting your life in a way that's a little bit less self-serving and a little bit more in the direction of helping other people in whatever small way that is. That's all I wanted to say today. Thank you so much for watching and I'll catch you in the next one.